Hey, check it. Uh, my name is Sarah, and now I'm the best. Find me in the test. I put you to the test. You know we got the best of the in the house in the building. Hey, Cam in the building. Hey. One, two, one, two. I like the freestyle. That's right. We should start with the freestyle. I can't beatbox that good, though. Yeah, but it was it was pretty good. All right, I caught the flow. With one when I'm a little more. Like, okay, we can end with one. This and then and Chad yeah, can help us out. Chad's with that. a dope rapper. Really? No, no, no. You don't no, have no. any any freestyle skills? No skills at all. Never tried <laughs> producing, but uh, okay. Not on the not on the lyrical tip. Not on the much. ones and twos. <laughs> on the ones and twos. Oh, yeah. that's a phrase. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's DJ. The DJ. Okay. <laughs> So I've been known, then. been known to DJ, been known to produce, mm-hmm. not been known to rap. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll save myself the embarrassment. <laughs> I have a little bit of skill, so well, I heard. We heard. We got little, <laughs> I have no skills at all. Um, I, I can hear it, but I can't do it. We all have skills, some I sort think, of skill set. Yeah, I think I have a good ear, but not not a. I don't think I could rap. Mm. Okay. So so, what is this? I don't even know where I'm at. I don't know what I'm doing. I I'm uh, I'm coming here with. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot here. of information, except that I know my, my man Eddie here. Yeah. Just met you. Yes. Yes. Such yes. a pleasure. Yes. Yeah, we have some ancient connections. Yeah. Yeah. Kingdom of Kush. Kingdom of Kush. Yeah, that's right. Kemet, the motherland. So, uh, and my, my last name is Muska, and ba- I was going to do this company and reverse my last name. I was going to call it Axum. And then I <gasps> discovered about Axum and ancient ethiopia and uh all the this stuff that goes along with it uh in the originally looking into if my name my last name in uh, spelled backwards was taken and so that kind of initially about eight years ago led me into some of the research and found out about a lot of that information based on a random search wow (laughs) took me down a whole black hole of uh the the holy grail being uh in, preserved in uh-huh. there and yeah uh, the ark of the covenant uh, yeah or the ark of the covenant excuse yeah me. i know what yeah, you yeah, meant i knew yeah, what you meant we're right yeah, here we're right here yeah. yeah they say the ark of the covenant is being held in ethiopia and one one person watches it their entire life and they don't leave that place and when that person dies they're replaced by yeah a new guard of it and it's pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. And you're like not allowed to touch the person. Yeah. And and they're they they're known to like go blind after a certain amount of time because of the energy emanating from the Ark of the Covenant. Wow. So strong. Oh yeah. yeah. That's pretty, purpose. That's right? purpose. Yeah. That's living yeah. in purpose. That's living in pur- on purpose. Wow. And they find it's their honor and their duty. To yeah. Be no there. doubt. No doubt. That's awesome. Yeah, I find that really interesting. Wow, you got to come out there. Someday I have to. Yeah. yeah. And there's a skateboarding is actually like, uh, you know, it's become global. Skateboarding has reached everywhere. And then there's some homies in Ethiopia that do projects out there. They got a skate park built. Um, and, uh, and that's in, um, Addis, Ab- I think Addis, I've heard about yeah. this Addis Ababa. Yeah. The capital. Yeah. yeah. Um, and these guys, you know, they, they raised some funds, got it together, built a skate park there. And, wow. uh, it just, it's just so cool to see. Uh, skateboarding is is my roots, in case you didn't know. And yes, of course, of course. Yeah, that's that's what it, you know. My backbone to everything, and obviously, I'd love to do many other things, but um, skateboarding being the root of everything for me, and the introduction to all these other things that that I express myself through. And um, but to see it, like you know, from when I was first coming up and being this like super underground, like you know, yeah. kind of. Uh, outcasts of society in a lot of ways to see it like branch off and make its way 
everywhere throughout the world, including into places like Ethiopia. Yeah, and, that's so And dope. seeing the joy that it brings to the kids and like their excitement and and especially seeing it through there, like where like now it's like, okay, California, skateboarding, uh, it's sort of like take it for granted a bit because it's been here for so long and so accessible and it's like the mecca of skateboarding is here. So then when you see it in this like, a new place like Ethiopia where it's being embraced for the first time and they're they're discovering it and you see like these kids just like Going running and grabbing the board yeah. and just smiling and like ah like and it reminds me of like when I was a kid and I first yeah you first grabbed it the board and, yeah and, you know wow. so 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 cool to see things yeah. like that yeah. we talked before you got here because uh, Kersha Marley Stephen Marley's baby's mama uh, hit me to a, the gully in Jamaica they have a new skate park and we're gonna try to take cryptic over there to paint it nice and nice. she was saying the same thing like these kids get on the board for the first time and it's amazing to see because they've never seen a skateboard in do, person do you know what what's what's the name of the place where it's at I like memphis know. memphis sure. i think or I'm something like sure. that because um i'm pretty sure my friends from uh denmark built it yeah um, probably from copenhagen they go they have like a, a different projects where they go like into all over the place where skateboarding at least like Skateboarding hasn't infiltrated and has a skate park and yeah, things. Yeah, and they and build they've, them. They've built them all well, over the place. Well, there's a couple in Jamaica. This one's in a place called Gully. Gully. I'm not yeah. familiar with Gully. And, and, uh, it's you know it's 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 on the rise there you know and boo boo johnson just went nice and a couple that's of crazy because uh i just did this interview with this guy today and they uh they're doing a a, a documentary uh it's called humanity stoked i don't know if you heard of that project Haven't. but they interviewed boo, boo. boo right before they yeah. came to my house today that's so right. second time today yeah, what's up boo up. that's right <laughs> it's my Shout homie out. wow diamond supply in the house yeah. pretty yeah. funny Wow. So, yeah, so we were talking a little bit before you came, and um, it's my understanding that you you, came, you went to San Diego first with just to start your your journey into skateboarding with not much in your pocket and, and kind of just made something out of your dream. Is that the story? Is that how it goes? That's a piece of the story a for sure. Yeah, yeah. But for coming to California, um, that was the first place I came to pursue the dream of being a professional skateboarder. Yeah, I was dropped off on the beach and, you know, and kept going from there. <laughs> That's actually funny. That's the first time I ever met Chad. I did a, I, I worked for Red Bull and Graphics, the okay. bong company. Yep. And they had a big air contest at, and Third Rail too, actually. It wasn't, it wasn't Red Bull, it was Third Rail. And they had a big air contest. And that's that video I keep telling you about where you came and the Samoan security guards threw you out. And I have this whole <laughs> Sounds clip. Sounds about right. No. <laughs> well, he was being rowdy. And I, was you know. crazy, I was a crazy young yeah. kid. Now and I'm I a crazy was, old man, but I, I tamed myself down a little bit here. And we had a video crew there filming it. And Chad kept like running in and just going on the, on the ramp. And they were like, you got to stop. And he's like, oh, this is our shit. I'm not stopping. Like, this is what we do. And they're like, they just didn't get it. Because they weren't used to it, because it was so new. Now it's not as new, and being rowdy. I have no trip. memory of this at all. I'm gonna find <laughs> the video. On the record. I'm gonna I've, actually. I did find the video. I found I the got, tape. I gotta see it. So what I'll do is I'll 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 can't I'll, I'll film it on my camera. I would love to see it. But I, I know Risky always tells me about some yeah. uh, some moment that uh, he remembers back then. You're like. Well, it's a whole clip, dude. Yeah. It's a whole oh, like, minute same, and a half. Is that the same yeah, clip you're talking about? It's the movie about? I produced for Kelly. It's oh, called okay. Made in America. Okay, okay. And then you ride out in a Cadillac. <laughs> oh, and Slightly gosh. Stupid is like fighting next to you. You're driving off. They're fighting. 
Miles and uh, Kyle are fighting on the ground, and it's a whole thing. Wow! And and what's interesting is this it's, one. <laughs> it's when no, but it's when we were young and we were new and we didn't know what we were doing. Like we were just living our lives, and now slightly stupid is huge and has influenced a lot of people, and so have you. Oh. And I'm super blessed to have been there and taking it for granted, like you said, because we were just going out to a barbecue and you know having fun yeah and now some magical times back yeah, then for it was. sure it really was so that's how you guys met first time i ever met chad yeah he doesn't remember meeting me though <laughs> no i i mean i remember I, yeah, I mean, we, you know, that's and this is a long this is you know 20 some some years wow. ago you know yeah. so a lot has happened in between that's you right. know that's right um but that definitely man that was like, there was a lot of great people that 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 area brought together at that time and uh, it's like kind of like any industry. It goes through different geographical locations of where the hype is at. And at that time, San Diego for skateboarding yeah, was, was, ASR. was really ASR big. ASR was the pinnacle, like a lot the of spot. A lot of companies were down yeah. there. And then right on uh, Mission Beach, where I don't know if you've ever been there. It's like a big roller coaster. And it was sort of just like this like meeting ground for like you went there and you saw pro skaters. And for me, coming from Vegas at that time, um, you know, I got, you never saw pro skaters really in Vegas, except for a couple of locals that were pro out there. Um, and you know, once in a blue moon, a team would come through or something, but to be dropped off and then all of a sudden see like all the like dopest pro skaters of that time, just in this one little courtyard area where you can just pull up and skate with these guys. It was like a dream come true at that time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was a good, it was a good, uh, good time for sure. And uh, yeah, it's sort of that was definitely the spark of uh, everything that really happened for me started in that little beach town where I got dropped off. And um, what do you mean dropped off? Uh, I had got busted for graffiti in Vegas for my third time. I was living in a trailer park on the outskirts of Vegas. I really didn't have a lot going for me. Um, I'd broken my ankle uh, really, really bad where I had metal plate and surgery. And so I wasn't even able to skate at that time. But I just was like, you know what? Like, I can't stay here and do juvie time or uh, all the community service, all the things I was gonna have to do for my graffiti charges. And these girls I knew were going on a family vacation to San Diego. And so I just said, you know what? I'm out. Like, yeah. it's all, I'm, wow, I'm going. I'm wow. going for it. And they just drove me to Mission Beach, pulled over, opened the car door, let me out. I had a backpack, my Walkman, and I was still on uh, a cane because I had just was getting over surgery for my ankle. Um, and I had my, that was it. I had my headphones and my backpack. And I had met one guy, this my homie Mikey, that worked at Hamels. It was a skate shop that was right there. But I only met him one time. And he was like, hey, if you ever come to San Diego, hit me up. You know, and I rolled up and was like, What's up? I'm, I'm here. here. You know what, I mean? what are the odds? That's great. Well, he looked at me and was like, I, I'm working, bro. Like, what are you, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you want. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, what am I going to do? You know? That's and, dope. But I just kicked it on the beach right there. And, and it was a different time, you know, back then. And and, uh, and there was a community of, like, kind of like squatter kids and, and uh, graffiti kids. And they had a crew AF. And it was always faded. And we were pretty much always, always faded, faded back then. And we were... We were crazy. We were crazy kids, and and they they took me in and sort of like you know showed me the ropes of the beach. These are the people that are around, and you know um, if, if you need some food, we can help. And we would beg for change or do whatever we had to do to 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 eat and to survive then. And uh, and I was hurt, so I couldn't really showcase what I had my ability on my skateboard. I wasn't able to show it at that time because I had 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 some hookups before that, and there was some momentum going. 
But right when that momentum had started, I broke my ankle really, really bad, and I had to get a metal plate with pins in it. And so that took me out for almost a year. And when I got dropped off in San Diego, I was about only four months into the recovery process of that. So I just was like a, a normal street kid basically being dropped off and like had no, I couldn't and be no like, means. you know, hey, what's up? I'm here yeah. to be a pro skater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're like, yo, you're on, you know, yeah, cane. Like, you're like, you're on a cane. You you're like, I'm a pro skater. <laughs> you can't even walk down the beach, let alone, you know. So so it was rough. It was it was a crazy time. And, and, and but... Um, through that, I met some some amazing friends and and uh, and really started the recovery process and and just started you know I was really into graffiti at that time still and I had my sketchbook and um, some of the other guys were graffiti writers as well. There was also a crew called TV and my friend Mikey was one of the writers in TV and um, uh, and that was just like my connection was graffiti and skateboarding. And at that time, it really was a community, and, and they brought me in and looked yeah, after San Diego's me. always been a good source of graffiti. Like, it's really it's close to L.A., so we'd always we'd always collaborate with dudes down there. Tribal was down there. Yeah, so. Tribal was huge, and that, that was like, you know, Donger was skating for them. And yeah. um, uh, uh, I had rode for this company, Maple, um, who sponsored me before I came out, but when I got hurt, there wasn't really much. There wasn't they, much they, to do. Yeah, because like, I wasn't really, like, fully on. I was just kind of starting. And, uh, but... You know, Donger had rode for Third Rail and um, uh, or Tribal, excuse me, not Tribal. I think Third Rail was down there too, right? No, we were in LA, but LA. we were so close yeah, yeah, with yeah, Tribal yeah, tri and ASR. Yeah, Tribal, so excuse we, me. Yeah, we were um, down there a lot. Yeah, and then the ASR trade shows, yeah. and I mean everything. It was a it was a whole scene out there, and slowly but surely though, it started to gravitate north, and then it kind of went to like Orange County area, and that was all going off out there for like the companies and everything, and. I moved up there, spent some time, and then eventually just made my way to Los Angeles because, you know, that's where you go to make your dreams come true, right? And that's what you did, yeah. exactly. That, well, that's Los what Angeles. you did. This is where it's at, city yeah. of dreams. So I'm not, I don't know so much about skate culture. So once you move to La, once you move to Los Angeles, how does the process work to get kind of sponsored? Because I can imagine now with social media, it's, it's probably much easier for... It's, it's definitely like completely new game. world. Yeah, and, and it's it's... It's made it more accessible for people, but it's also made it a lot harder for, I think, individuals to stand out because now you have like, you know, anybody can showcase their videos. And back then there was no YouTube. There was there was no internet even, you know, there right. was like, there was no cell phones. Yeah, I, didn't I got a cell phone when I was like 14. Yeah. So before I, that. I, I didn't even have a, you know, we had pay phones and, and everything. So and it was pagers. So, yeah, pagers. I, if you were, if you were balling, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like, I was lucky to get a, a couple of quarters to call home or whatever, you know, to, to, to make it happen. But it was so, it was such a, such a different time at that point. Um, but you really had to just show up and be on the scene and, and, and uh, connect with the photographers that were working for the magazines or go to the contests and skate in the contests. And it was really about just uh, putting yourself out there and, and being ex exposed to uh, people that were within the in industry and being recognized by somebody who either owned a company or um, had uh, access to people that did somehow. It was, it was crazy. I, like looking back on it, I'm like, how did we do anything? Like, how did we get from point A to point B without navigation? <laughs> like, yeah. how did we know to meet up? It's like, you know, meet me at the spot next week at uh, seven o'clock. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, right. <laughs> wow. Like, I mean, I liked it a lot funny. better back then, though, because, you know, from where I sat, like as a marketing director, you know, discovering talent versus like digging through your Instagram feed was way better because the 
the moment was more magnetic and magical like to go see a dude for the first time get it in and then you're like i want to fuck with that dude because that dude's dope because you saw it you were there you're watching him try a trick for nine times and then finally hit it versus like the guy only posting the hit you know yeah what I mean? and yeah. then it's it just it was different and i and, and i like it now too cause like we talked about evolution is key and it's important and the younger guys are doing a great job at evolving the graffiti and the sport but i definitely liked you know looking forward to asr so i could see chad skating through the halls of the of the trade show and 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 the guys from big brother like just breaking shit it was just more exciting because now it's like you see it every day when you when you wake up in the morning it's like it's just figure you're getting fed it you know? yeah yeah constant loop well yeah. I, I think a, a a beautiful thing though is that like are like this generation, I'm not sure exactly how old you are, but like, 29. Uh, but you know, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're living in a, hey, the, the, the last generation that experienced life before social media, before, uh, the internet explosion, you know, like we actually, this will be the last generation unless everything goes in a cycle and reverts again back to ground zero. Um, that will remember that time. And so it's mm. kind of a beautiful thing that we are able to ex experience in this transitional stage and who knows where, you know, technology will take humanity next and, and all these things. But so like, uh, I agree in a lot of ways. It's like, oh, I, it was so precious and real back in, in when, when, when I was coming up and you were coming up and, and building these companies and, and whether you were a graffiti artist or a musician or a skater, all these things, you really had to like go out there and do these things physically and, and connect with the, the industry. And like, it, you know, like you said, it wasn't just, I'm going to upload my video or my, my, uh, my, my song or my art piece or yeah. whatever it is you were trying to, to do and, and accomplish in life. It really took like, um, leaving your home and yeah. going away from everything and and you still that still exists but there's like you could sort of have like an idea i got my foot in the door through this digital representation of the world and then that would give you the confidence to go, then go okay well maybe there is something here based on this and you know and 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 i'm not like saying one is better than the other it's like like you guys are saying with evolution mm -hmm. it, it is what it is it's either evolve or get left behind and yeah, so i am i embrace change yeah, me too. and like me I, too. I try not to like because i also know that like even as a skater or as a graffiti artist when like our generation were, was coming up the, like there was a generation before us looking at us like look at these crazy kids you yeah. know and, like yeah. like think about the original graffiti writers that were like what's this, what's up with this new style of tag or you know uh, or or you know, or, or new skateboarding tricks that they're doing or, or a new style or music that you're listening to. Like, you yeah. know, it's like when, when I was coming up and people were like, like, you know, Wu-Tang, you heard Wu-Tang, you're like, you know, I'm sure there was older dudes that were like, what the hell is this crazy yeah, shit, no you know? Doubt. And now that's like <laughs> now me hearing, the, hearing yeah. the, the mumble rap and I'm like, oh, <laughs> the mumble what, rap. what is this stuff? Like, you know what I mean? Like, but, but I, 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 I check myself and I go like, don't be that guy. You know what I mean? Like, like this is the, if they did exactly what we did, then it wouldn't be evolving. Yeah, no, you know evolved. what I mean? Yeah, it evolution. wouldn't, it wouldn't, humanity has to, sh the, the youth has to show their own, they want to be their own person. You know what I mean? And they, they want to express themselves. They don't want to just be exactly what their older brother was. Yeah, or of course not. What their dad was or mom was, or, you know, all those things. It's like, there's this like need for humanity to expand and and take where what where the last generation left off and start from there and then build and grow from beyond. 
I mean, forward. I guess the future is like doing it at your house with other people virtually, you know, like where you can all get in the same room and like write, you know, it's like a yard, right? Mints where like you have a yard and you're able to go to that yard and paint on a digital platform, but you're in the yard and everyone gets done. It's like, check out my piece or go to the skate park and ride on your virtual situation and you never even have to leave the crib. And I think that's wonderful, you know, that it evolves that way. But there's still something very sentimental about actually, mm-hmm. had like for instance, shopping. You know, nowadays, like when I, when I was fashionable, when I was 22, 19, I had to go to four different stores, one for my belt buckle, one for my shoes, one for my Ben Davis. We, now, we know you still do, Eddie. <laughs> I seen you on Rodale Drive the other day. No, well, okay, walking well, in and no. out. But now <laughs> it's like you go to Urban Outfitters and you get three looks in one swoop, you know yeah. what I mean? Which is great. You know, I got a 17 year old daughter and she's, I, I've watched her evolve and change her style and how accessible everything is to her. And I love that, you know, because it's different, you know? Mm-hmm. But there's definitely something magical about that, that process of, you know, earning, earning that little bit of whatever it is that you're getting or that you're giving, like the, the process to it, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the hands-on experience, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what it makes me think about? It makes me think about how, at least the way I think is like, we're moving into a space that is less rooted in the third dimension like the physical reality, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like things are moving faster, the earth is vibrating higher. And so now it's almost like kind of how we think about manifestation where you can think something and it shows up, you know, within a few days or however. Minutes, seconds. Minutes, however your yeah. manifestation muscle is right now. Yeah. But if you've experienced it. And so it's almost like some of the industries like skating, it seems like, and and fashion, it's moving up with it. So now we're able to get what we need just by like the mental or just like the digital. It's much quicker. So like the, the, the digital world is almost like an extension of the human mind at this point, Yeah. which, which in a lot of ways it is. It's like, um, you know, they, they say that like at some point humans will be hybrid with technology somehow, but, we already are in a lot of ways. Cyborgs. We're yeah. already like cyborgs. Is that, With, the, is that the word? I cyborgs? guess, yeah, yeah. No, for, <laughs> for sure. But, but we already are because even though the chip may not be implanted in our brain, we're, any answer to any question is at our, in, our, in our hand, you know? So it's like, how do I do this? Who, how, who did this first? What? Boom, 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 boom. You know, the only difference is that in the future, maybe our brain would be hardwired into the chip and we would think that question and then instantly get the answer yeah you know i mean it happens um, already too when you talk about that it's like you know like i'm sober now right i'm in the program and i learned the third step prayer and like i looked on my phone and something about third step third step prayer came up in my feed and i was like wow so it's kind of already like that like your phone is an extension of your brain because it hears what you say and calculates what it delivers you yeah yeah yeah. well that's kind of a different that's a little bit it's like they're watching you well no yeah but if but but every single thing there's an algorithm recording everything we say whether your phone's on or off yeah and it's being utilized to sell you product yeah ultimately Mm -hmm. okay to categorize you and sell you take the sell part out I was trying to learn this, the third step prayer and it delivered me a video that I could listen to 
and hear it over and over again because reading it, I was telling you how difficult it was. Mm-hmm. It delivered me a solution for a problem that I had. It was a video I and I clicked go and all of a sudden I was listening to it versus trying to read it. And that's the only way I was able to memorize it because it, it's, it's written so far, so long ago that I couldn't, it, it's not in our speaking terms. So I was getting caught up like with a dys- dyslexia, dyslexia kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So you're right, it is, it's built to, to, to capitalize. But sometimes you get that little gem where it's yeah. like what you need, you yeah. know, and that goes back to manifestation. It goes back to what you choose to look at when they feed it to you. Mm-hmm. Like I don't look at bath towels when they pop up. You know what I mean? That's just not even though I need them. Right. <laughs> I just ignore that part. They're going to be on your feet. Yeah. Right you're about now. To get all We're bath all going to get bath towels. As a matter of fact, do we have a quiet box for phones so it doesn't record this, this conversation? <laughs> right. Well, it's going to go on. So why don't music, so. I got an idea. Why don't you tell them where we are and what we're doing? Because I think what yeah. we're here for and kind of the, the, the that's the a good idea, idea. You know, we definitely should go into that so um the idea behind this podcast is called the space between so it's really about bridging kind of and entering this space where we're merging different things so for example we have pop culture and spirituality so finding that space in between there to have conversation um to expand and elevate conversation um, to talk about things that may not be as mainstream or may, might be a little bit taboo. Um, I think that's kind of the gist. And and the person who who's not with us right now, he's um, at a meeting, but uh, Joey Natolo, he's really the, the visionary behind um, a lot of this. And he went through what we would consider a spiritual awakening okay. about a couple years ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, um, and his life was one way. Um, you can probably speak to to that a bit more because you've known him since. Yeah, you- well, I mean, I've known Joy for twenty over twenty five years. We were uh, we worked in, in, in we worked together, um, and I met him in a very ironic way. But basically, what happened is Joey had a really great professional career in film and television and music videos. He owned Raw Entertainment, represented a lot of video directors that are really famous now and have gone on to make movies. And, and develop property and then just woke up one day and I don't I, I'm, I might not I'm ad-libbing here but just woke up one day and all of a sudden he was woke like when I say woke up I mean like he woke up mm-hmm. and all of a sudden everything just kind of changed for him and he you know he was very cut and dry very black and white very bottom line related in all of his relationships except for at home I wasn't there so I can't speak to that but everything was very physical to him what can what do I need to do to get this so I'm doing one two three and then I'm moved to the next thing and now he lives in a whole different realm and he, he lives off vibration and he channels and he, he's very, very, very connected to spirit. And mm-hmm. so imagine being lost like that. Like he was completely lost. Like I don't know what to do because this yeah. is not faith. What is faith? Faith is I can get this done and I can get that out of it. Or, you know, that's my version of the story. And now he, he's, he's created this because they thought he was crazy. He, went, he was in the hospital. He got checked out. 5150 mm-hmm. um and everyone was like who is this person and what are you talking about you know money's not as important as it used to be to you what, what's going on here we were feeding homeless people in the rain in venice which you might not know that but like i'm stepping in puddles this deep and we're serving food to people in their tents and that wasn't really not that joey wouldn't that wasn't his thing but it wasn't his thing yeah it yeah. wasn't my thing either to yeah. be honest with you i was kind of like what the hell am i doing out here in the rain dude these mm-hmm. are 140 dollar jordans 250 dollar jordans and now everything's very different. So he feels that story is important. And we, he also feels that there's other people who have gone through spirit, similar, similar awakenings or whatever you want to call it. And if people can relate to, to Chad Muska as, you know, this super skate 
whiteboard creative dude, which you are, you know, you have a, an impact on everyone that, that you come in contact with. We want to know what your what your story is. In, in like well, I, I can say that, like, I myself also went through a huge, huge, huge change, metamorphosis, like, I mean, complete awakening uh, over about about seven years ago. It started a little bit before that. Um, and uh, but it was a little bit of a slow process. And I was holding on to, I think, the old person that I was and um, was partying my ass off. I was. Uh, like in New York City and I was on the path to death, like very fast I was approaching it and I don't know how it didn't happen. I almost, I was trying to kill myself without putting a gun to my head and pulling a trigger. I was like, I'm just gonna drink and do as much drugs as possible and just go as far down this hole as I can and I'm just gonna die. And I, I was at that point for a, like for a while in my life and I was going, 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 and then one night in New York, I just went over, overboard, and I thought it was definitely gonna be the night that I was gonna die, and the next day I woke up and I wasn't dead. <laughs> and uh, you know, and I looked around, I was like, whoa, what the hell am I doing? And I came back to LA, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna get it together, but I kept partying a little bit more, a little bit more, had a couple other crazy things happen in my life, and then I just was like, I stopped and went, went and I was like, what the hell am I doing? Mm. Like, you know, like somebody who has all this opportunity and, and had already done a lot of things in my life that I was proud of, somehow I convinced myself that I was a failure somehow. At, at, somehow at one point throughout all my things that I had did and accomplished and was still doing, I had somehow assumed that I was either done because I was getting older as a skateboarder. Um, I was, you know partying, all this different stuff. I was like, I didn't know what I was gonna do. And that's when I like, just something clicked. And I said, whoa, like, I have a lot more to offer to this world. And that's when I just changed everything. I became sober. I um, really started to, for the first time in a long time, I was able to like, look and at myself and internally into myself and think about who I was and not like a public persona that I had built up through skateboarding, through the companies that I worked for, through all these things that I was doing, I was able to like find out who I was. And that was like, it's, and it's an ongoing process. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's not like, even if you're like, okay, somebody's like has a spiritual awakening and they, they, they have this vision that money doesn't mean anything. Um, you know, I'm awoke and I'm living this perfect life. No, that doesn't exist. I don't believe that that exists because it's a day-to-day -day battle. Even, I, I spoke with this earlier, even the Dalai Lama has, you know, thoughts of negativity yeah. or, you know, questioning their self-value. I mean, mm -hmm. all these things are a part of humanity and that's what makes us human is that we have these, these uh, battles within that we, that we, but, that we fight, but the more you become aware of these things and that, that's the process of a spiritual awakening or becoming enlightened is going, okay, like you're not saying that something bad in your head's not gonna happen. You're not gonna like be like mad at that person because they did something or jealous maybe because they did something you wanted to do or have something that you don't have. These things are gonna happen in humanity and it doesn't change society. like 
okay, I don't care about money. That doesn't mean that rent's naturally going to get paid <laughs> yeah, and, no. and food's just going <laughs> to magically appear Drop in your on refrigerator. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so I think that like being enlightened or, or or woke or whatever the word you want to use for it spiritually uh, enlightened and you know all these things like you have to have a balance with modern society and what the world that we live in it doesn't mean that you can't be successful businessman and go and create companies and um and fought, chase your dreams of of uh producing things or producing art or whatever whatever it is you want to do in life uh if if even if it's not artistic expression if it's just straight work in your job and uh it doesn't matter what you're doing but if you have the ability to think outside of the confinements and the 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 conditioning that society has placed on all of us we've all been conditioned to some extent we've went to school or or been raised in 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 our surroundings of commercials and um corporations and and everything that we we see and 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 live has brought us to the people that we are but i think it's about like going okay there's more than just this there's more than just getting this car or being successful at this job or me there's more than me there's more than just myself and i know that like in in this world we're really taught that like you have to be successful like you need to make money you need to have these possessions in order to have self-worth and that's like something where i like i i grew up watching rap videos and being like oh man i'm gonna be like grandmaster flash and melly mel i want a cadillac and i want a girls and champagne bottles and you know like that's that's the image i saw as a kid yeah. growing up and i was like that's what I was conditioned to feel like what was success, you know? And it wasn't until I had all those things that I realized that's still, there's still a hole here that's mm. not being filled, you know what I mean? And, and, and if you try to fill the void within you with materialism or, or sexuality or, or, I mean, all, the, all those things, external, um, uh, external experience, it, it's, it's, you're gonna just want more and want more and want more. Uh, like I said for myself, I, I came from nothing. I, I was dropped off on the beach with $7 and a backpack and I had no clue what the hell I was going to do. And so I went from that to making what I thought was a lot of money until I met people with real money. <laughs> and then I was like, damn, I don't got shit. Like, you know, and I was like, I went from being super proud of what I did to like, oh, I need more, I need more, I need more. And oh. that was before I had kind of this, this, uh, vision and, and, and sort of a change in, in my mindset, you know, and, and, uh, and like I said, it doesn't mean that I don't want to continue my dreams. I love designing products. I love designing shoes, clothing, skateboards. I, I like to make these things. I like to see the joy that people, it brings people when they see and like these things. Like I, 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 I love that. That's part of my, uh, DNA and my, my experience of this human existence is what I like to do. I was put here to design and create things. But what I had to realize is that those things aren't more important than people. And it, mm. it's, it's, it's not bad to get something new and feel nice about yourself. I got a nice jacket or a nice pair of shoes and I feel good about wearing this stuff. But we have to remember that that, that isn't the ultimate definition of you and that's not the most important thing. And I think we as society, as humans, have put that on a pedestal mm -hmm. and, and we celebrate wealth and materialism more than 
the spiritual contribution that people give to this world or the positive contribution that people give to this world. Um, we just got it twisted somewhere along the way. It's intentional, though, I believe. You know, I don't want to get deep. And You mean like but, by the powers that yeah, be? Yeah, of course it is. They give us something to chase that's unattainable, and they don't give us the tools to get it. It's like they take education lightly in America when that's like a key. Mm -hmm. art programs out of school so that kids can't be that cannot have thriving imaginations yep. and build and yep. create yep. and not get caught up in the system that's created to defeat them you don't want a kid with an endless imagination you don't want people chasing abundance i spoke i spoke on that today you want too. people chasing mm. dead end dreams and 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 honoring money and things that they'll never have and to speak about the evolution it's like like we grew up listening to to rap music that you know I'm going to be hard or I'm going to be rich or I'm going to have girls and today we were driving in the car and Chance the Rapper has a couple songs where he says I I players are quitters they they teach you that you're stronger with without your woman than witter that wasn't the rap we were getting you know it's like the more women you have the stronger you are not you're mad stronger if your woman's good and you have a strong foundation at home and I'm happy that the kids are getting that message and that this kind of platform is here and people like Chad are, are speaking to that because people listen to it and we want people to win, mm -hmm. but the people before us didn't want people to win because mm -hmm. the more people win, the less there is for them. Yeah. So I really believe it's intentional. You know, yeah. It's a system that was created to control and defeat. Yeah, but I think we're moving in a direction where we're understanding that we are holistic beings. And just like you're saying with the balance, like, yeah, we have to pay rent or we have, you know, it's, it feels good to put on a new coat, but it doesn't take away the fact that I'm also working on myself spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Like a lot of this is so disregarded in our culture. I mean, do we really have like skills and I mean, or schooling on our emotional intelligence or our emotional well-being, how to cope with that? I think that's why a lot of people are going to yoga and finding meditation very useful and beneficial and finding their different ni niches and respective like religious religious communities. So um, I really do think we're moving in that direction. I, I think it's I, good, like, I hope so. Yeah, I, I, well, I, I believe so. Like, and I think that, that it's, uh, it's sort of a divide, kind of a bit of a divide, uh, not in a necessarily negative way, but um, certain people are waking up. And then I think the more people that wake up, it's, it's a contagious thing that like, you know, you spread that positivity and, and that uh, awakening to to others you know and 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 i i'm, I'm hopeful that it, that the world can change you know and and you have to be hopeful because if you're not hopeful then it won't change then it won't yeah. right no, right. no but it's def the, we're definitely vibrating at a higher level than it ever has things are changing way more rapidly people are becoming way more conscious yeah when when they said like the you know 2012 was going to be the end of the world and all this stuff like uh you know when, the way i looked at it and i guess it, it is coincides with some of the Mayan calendars and all this different, uh, and then the, some of the Vedic calendars, I think as well too. And, and uh, that it, it's, it's not the end of the world, it was the end of a cycle. Mm -hmm. And so, and in those transitions, it's not like, okay, this date it ends and then everybody the next day wakes up and they're in the new, the new age. The, the transition of the ages takes time, like long, long yeah. amounts of time. So I think that we're experiencing starting around that time is when the transition be, began and now everybody is slowly collectively gathering and, and expanding their minds and, and thinking in a different way than we, we had all 
been thinking before, been thinking before, before that. Yeah, Tej, yeah. our Kundalini teacher, she says it's the end of the Piscean age and the beginning of the Aquarian, Aquarian age. age. And that's and, the age of And it's a transition. It's not an overnight, like you wake yeah. up and everything's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you for myself, you know, my, my mindset is completely different. Some of the old things I used to do, I think back, like, how did, how did I even think that way? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And that is definitely programming, not based on what I read, see, or, 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 or touch. It's definitely cosmic, you know, because yeah. it's, it, it is, it's happening really fast for me. You know, I, I see things very differently. I'm much more helpful. I'm much more sympathetic and empath- empathetic to what's going on around me. And not that I, I was a horrible person, but I, I wasn't a great person. You know, I didn't stop to ask the lady if she needed help with her groceries. I didn't help the guy at church if, with the table. I thought about me, like you said, it was about me, what my day was looking like, how it'd be easier for Eddie. So if I'm getting that kind of vibration coming into me, you know, and I'm working on myself, but I believe it, it's, a, it's a collective energy that's taken over and it's kind of helping everybody get right. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and I think you'll find that the more you work on yourself, the more you do want to help other people because yeah. the more you work on yourself, the more you're opening up your heart chakra for you. You have more love for yourself when you work on yourself. Yeah. So if you have more love for yourself, then in turn, you're going to have more love for other people. You have more to give. Yeah. And I think that's what you're experiencing is like this burst of compassion that's coming through. So now you like, I want to share it with the lady with the groceries down the street and then that energy comes full circle because once when you better yourself and you're feeling good and then you put that energy out into somebody else Mm -hmm. and then they they feel good then it's like it's like a a battery pack keeps moving yeah yeah and and you truly can't help others if if you yourself are are not fully you know and, and nobody's fully healed ever you know yeah, like there's yeah. not i don't think there's such thing necessarily in this form and existence but the the better you become the more you you're able to serve others mm-hmm. the more you serve others the better you become inside and yeah it's a full and so on, on cycle yeah, yeah. And so on yeah it's so interesting because i feel like you know so many conversations are about we want to change the world we want to change the world but if you you can change the world just by changing yourself right. you got to start you got to start yeah because you are part of the world you're a corner of it yeah and when you change like it's like a vibration effect, like the ocean just ripples throughout. And then someone else might be like, oh, you're eating healthy. Like, I want to eat healthy, you know, and then they start reading about healthy books and then, then they're down that hole. And then someone else, like you might help someone just like you said, and then they're smiling. So then they help someone else. And then and it keeps moving. Yeah. You just it's start energy. lighting up. You start lighting up the world. It's energy. It's plug. definitely energy. I mean, the one, one, one thing that I find hard, and we talked about this earlier, is like now that you start moving and shifting, and I'm sure you can probably relate too, it's like all of a sudden the people that you have been really close to for a long time that aren't evolving and that just can't understand it, it makes it hard to be around a lot of the old situations and circumstances because they're looking at you like, what are you talking about? But what you're talking about to you makes such perfect sense. Yeah. Do, you, do you find that a lot? Like, Yeah, but I, I also think that like, um, for myself at least, like I, I'll try to be open and talk to people about what my experience is, but if I feel that they're not um, like understanding where I'm coming from, then I don't feel a need to like push my belief or my like. I feel like there's many paths to enlightenment, and each individual's can be very different. So like, I, I don't. I think that's a problem. Is that like, let's say with a lot of religion, you know, it's like okay, 
some person discovered this religion and then here's the exact steps of how they felt this way and here you go like you have to do this in yeah, order to dogma. get here and so and then that's why every, this religion is like well no i'm right this religion's this religion's right this one's right but they're all trying to do the same thing mm -hmm. ultimately <laughs> so if they would just accept that fact and and go okay like you're welcome to you know because at the end of the day they're it's all pretty much the same thing be a good person. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Be a good person. Look out for your neighbor. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like they, they all come down to the same thing, but there's a couple little names that are different. There's a couple different, uh, you know, practices that are a little bit different, but ultimately they're all it's the same get, end game. Get you to the right path. Yeah, you it's know? the same yeah. end game. And I was at Agape today, and the Rev talked about that. He's like, "You're all welcome here. There's no dogma attached because at the end of the day, we're all on the same journey. Yeah. And as soon as we can all get together in the difference." the sooner we'll all get to the same place. Yeah, and I think that that's like another thing in society is like, um, even right now, it's like we, you see like all these labeling. There's so much labeling on, on, on so many different aspects of humanity of like whether it's race, whether it's sexual preference, whether it's political preference, like all these things. It's like you're this and I'm this and I'm this and I'm this. And we're, we're in this like time where it's like, okay, you need to celebrate who you are. And it's like, yeah, of course, but we all need to celebrate together. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like, like that, like the world more so than ever is alienating groups. And it's, and it's almost like a false sense of empowerment that this group can have. Now you're empowered because you're this group, but in reality, it's still like separating them because it's like, well, we're this type of person and we're this type of person and this type of person. But it's like, we're all the same. We're all people and mm -hmm. we're all living this human experience, even, even though it's, we're all going through our own individual experience and, you know, you might face something different in life that I might face something different and you might face something different. You know, there's, we all have different experience, but ultimately we have to find the way to make it all work together mm -hmm. in order for us all to evolve to, and, to and, evolve and succeed. But that goes back to the transition not being immediate. Yeah. You know, it's the old paradigm of holding on to what you have because you're afraid of what's out there and the and the unification and the unity of everybody together. So they're they're the the same thing that you say where they're they're giving us they're they're conditioning us. Well now the fear is setting in like, well I believed in Catholicism for my whole life and my dad didn't, so did my grandparents. How can I abandon this? They don't understand that you don't have to abandon that to accept something else. Yeah. But that's that old paradigm where my way is the right way and if I give up on that then that means everyone before me stood for something that might not necessarily be true because yeah. they don't understand that where we are now is not where we were yeah the circumstances have changed yeah, yeah. You know? and it's frightening because a lot of that is attached to your ego yeah. and your identity the rev talked about that today yeah as well. and it's like and for so many people their ego is what's keeping them afloat their ego is how they're moving throughout their space you know in work and career and relationships it's very ego forward so then when you start poking holes in the ego they're like it's like they're getting shot, like, oh my God, like what's happening? Because now there's holes and I can kind of see myself, but I'm scared to go there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fear, fear is, is, a, is a motherfucker for real. Like yeah. it's, you know, in our, in our society, that's like a big feeder they give us to keep us not growing, not, mm -hmm. not taking chances, not risk taking. Mm -hmm. That's why you guys, like, that's why I don't skateboard, fear. 
I don't want to fall and hurt myself. I got on one time. I like fell down and scratched my ass and my back. I was like, I'm never doing this again. Yeah, but out of just because of the fear. And mm-hmm. these dudes will stick. They'll you'll try. He'll try a trick like 35 or 350 times until he gets it <laughs> or invents it. Because you invented, uh, didn't you invent a trick? Possibly. Yeah, Do other people say that you invented a trick? Like which which trick is it? Um, that people say. There's one trick named after me, I guess. They, well, they call it the Muska flip. It's just like a way of doing a, a frontside kick flip. But, um, but yeah, it's it. But yeah, I, that's it, not that's what we're cool. here for. I yeah, see. <laughs> but yeah. but the, my point I think was, if I, if I was known for anything, it'd be taking things to a, a to the next to level. the next level for like going down hand railings and things like like that. But but yeah, that's a whole. It's but no fear though. That's what that I'm is, saying. That is real fearlessness, yeah. like yeah. in the physical. Yeah, but I think like what you guys are saying is like two very different things. You know. Fear of hurting yourself physically is so different than mm. fear of letting go of ego. Yeah. You know, like that. They're two very, very different things. You know, um, yeah. uh, because it's a lot less scary for me to go and throw myself down a set of stairs. Well, at one point, not, <laughs> not as much in my older age, but uh, still got a few tricks left, kids. But uh, <laughs> definitely not trying to compete with where they t- taking it to. But but letting go of ego is the scariest thing ever. And even as uh, I become more aware of these things, it's still a major fear. Like, you know, of, of, of if I'm not successful enough, will, will I lose my house? Will I not be able to pay for this car? Will I not be able to, you know, provide for my mother? You know, like, like and, and th- th- some of that does come from ego because as, as a person that has, some, has had some success in their life, you can't go backwards Mm. you know you're like oh i can't lose this Mm -hmm. and so i find that being a a fear that i have in my life that like is you know causes me to have stress and anxiety in things where like where i should just be going with the flow and and not like just like oh i hope everything works out like magically like not in that sense but like the, the fear of, of of letting go of ego can can be an anchor that holds you back like enormously because you're you may may be afraid to express yourself in a certain way because what what if that doesn't work what if mm-hmm. people don't accept that and i haven't had a lot of that in my life if, if eddie knows like you know I, I i do what i love to do and i and i express myself through design and art and skateboarding and music and and all these levels of creativity with without no fear because I've never really cared like and and I've never been the best at any of those things I don't think I've ever been the best skateboarder I don't think I've ever been the best artist or musician or you know all those things designer but I fearlessly dove into all those things and did them with as much passion as I could possibly do and people have accepted those things and, and and related to them and supported them and so for, for me, that just shows it's like, who cares? Like if you your heart tells you that you really want to express yourself in some way, I believe that's truly what humans are here for is to live this experience and to express through creativity mm-hmm. in a lot of ways and through um, thinking and thought and speech and, and talking about things like this. Like uh, it, it's great. I, I, don't, I, I express these thoughts pretty individually through my social media and I don't really engage much with it. So it's, it, it is great to talk to you guys and have this conversation and to think about these things and, and have somebody to bounce back and forth with it because it's, 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 uh, it's something that's very close and personal to me, but I, but I'm not 
connecting with as many people and uh, having these conversations, I'm more or less just putting it out there in the world. Because um, I guess as an artist, I spend a lot of time alone and I'm very much focused on what it is I'm doing and, and mm. I don't have as much time to go out and connect with people like I once did or maybe my heart is just telling me to focus on these creations and and so that's what I do a lot and so uh, it's it's great to be here and talk yeah. with you guys. Oh, <laughs> it's great to have yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're stoked. We're stoked yeah. and humbled humbled for sure because you have you had you do have a lot of accomplishments. I mean like not to you know you've done a lot and it's it's a respectable workload and history that yeah. you've, you've been able to accomplish. And I love I just love how you speak about just keep you you keep going and your story is so incredible because it really is a story of diving first in so many ways because I'm sure you dove you know physically <laughs> yeah. but also just mentally like diving into your dreams and not letting anything stop you just like when you you showed up to California with a cane like I'm gonna be a pro skater that's incredible for Thank so you. many people they would say you know it's over you could have decided to just go left you know and do it to do something else yeah. but you kept going yeah. and then on top of that and then you 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 speak about your i don't know if it's right to call it a depression or just a darker period yeah, it was definitely depression yeah, yeah for sure mixed with it yeah and then you found a way to to pull yourself up from that you know and now you're this successful skateboarder and artist. And and then we were watching something earlier about, um, it was kind of graphic, you fell and broke something. And then there's you- been a, There's been a lot of I those. know, I'm like, I'm sure there's <laughs> probably one? plenty of no. these. <laughs> yeah. And then you decided to start working on art. Yeah, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's when I uh, tore my uh, ACL and uh, lateral medial meniscus, and I think it was in Paris when, when I fell on that one, bent my knee completely backwards. Yeah, um, that's the one? Yeah. Kind of graphic. Yeah. yeah, that was real graphic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and, and I think that's one thing that like, skateboarding's given me so much in my life, like not just like the fact that I was successful and became a pro skater and actually made money off of it, not, that, not even on that level, just as a life lesson, like it taught me to get back up and keep trying because like you were saying with skateboarding, you can try a trick hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times and you just, you never land this and you, in and one time all of a sudden, boom, you're rolling away and you just look down, you're like, I did it. Like, you yeah. know, like Best I did thing. it. And like, you might not <laughs> even do it again ever, but you did it that one time at least, you know? And so I, I really took that mentality and applied it to life of like, no matter how many times you fail, it doesn't mean that you can't succeed ultimately. Um, and then there, there is even fun in in that journey, you know. And yeah. it's like the the journey is the the whatever the, the, the it's destination. It's not the destination; and, you know, it's the journey. Yeah, yeah I know and, this and, one. and it's it's, a, it's an old saying, but there's there is so much truth in it. Mm -hmm. um, and and uh, and skateboarding gave me confidence. It, it like it really taught me as a kid that like okay, if I can apply this mental and physical challenge and, and, and accomplish something, then I can also apply that to anything in life and go, okay, like I wanna you know, be a shoe designer. I'm gonna sketch a shoe on a piece of paper and figure out how to do it, look for inspiration and, and create a shoe design. I, and I did that and I, I wanted to produce music. So I'm gonna get uh, some beat drum machines and figure out how to do it press buttons until it starts making a song and eventually produce an album. And I was able to do it. And uh, I wanted to express myself through art and create 
art pieces and put them in a gallery show and I was able to go and do that and like you know so it's like I I just feel like there's like and I'm not trying to like brag about it in any way like I'm not trying to say well I did all this stuff I did all this I think I'm just trying to say to anybody out there that like whatever it is that you want to do just do it just Mm -hmm. have fun and if you your heart tells you to to express yourself in these ways and 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 whatever that is as long as it's positive. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> right, know? right. Yeah, be a little <laughs> mindful, folks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not anything. Yeah, I, I think that you should you should do it. And, and you know, yeah, always ask yourself if, if your action is like bettering humanity or if it's, if, it's, if it's helping, you know, yourself in some positive way or, you know, to get it out. Like, I think that's an important part of what we put our energy into. Yes, um, yes. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Like, so I'm a yoga teacher. Um, and one of the things that we do in Kemetic Yoga, it's based on sacred geometry principles. So we, and kind of like the, the hieroglyphics and some of the, t- the postures on the temple walls. So one of the things we do is when we do a manifestation sequence, we raise our hands in the air and then we bring it down and we, li- we push it up and then we open up our hands to release it like a lotus flower into the universe. And then we always bring it down into our heart space to align it with our highest good and to align it with, with purpose, with our soul's purpose. And I find that so important because so many of us can have these dreams that are just completely ego-driven. You only want something just for yourself or for selfish reasons or for greed. But then when you tap into your heart space and you realize, okay, I can do this for a bigger purpose, that's when you can really shift things in the world. Do you understand what I'm yeah, you following? No, I'm like, I'm you guys are silent. On, no, I'm well, just listening. Because yeah, I mean, you had, us, just you, had us at, you had us at open our hands up and then bring it. You know, I think I'd like to, I want to know how to do that. Yeah, you know, yeah, we so can do I a can, little sequence. Yeah, so I can, yeah. I can, I can take that home with me. I, I like, I'm, I'm such a self-taught person of everything that I do, whether it was producing music or art or skateboarding. I've like really taught myself everything that I, I figure out how to do it on my own and I've just been that way my whole life. And, and yoga, I just like, kind of made up my own version of it That's you know dope. and and, yeah. and i and i go and, and i do it and, and so you practice yoga yes wow yes, yes. Yeah. and does it uh, help with some of the injuries that you've of had of course 100 percent. like i i uh i i had a, ba- a very bad back injury and um that really took me out that was another time like even after i became sober i had this back injury and it put me into another state of depression at one point even being completely sober I had this injury and I wasn't able to skateboard. And then it got to the point even where I wasn't able to like put on my shoes when I got out of bed, you know, I would have to like, it took me like 20 minutes to get my socks and shoes on. Like that's how bad my back was. And I have a a herniated disc in my back and supposed to get surgery and all this stuff. And I was scared to death to get the surgery. I just did not want to go through it because I've heard, heard good things about the surgery, but I've also heard bad things about it. Um, and, and so that's when I started, I was like, okay, like, I, I just the same as I had a, a vision of like when I was partying and wanted to get out of that, I was said the same thing to myself here. I go, well, there's plenty of people in worse situations right now that are going about life and, 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 and accepting whatever their challenges are and, and, and living a positive life. And that's when I had stopped and was like, okay, I'm not going to allow this injury to dictate my life. I'm going to, mm. I'm going to work with, I'm not going to get the surgery. I made that mental choice, but I said that like, I'm not going to allow this to like stop me. And I, and I left my house that day. I had been, you know, before that I would drive everywhere I went and everything. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to like get my skateboard and I'm just going to walk out of the house and 
see if I can roll down the street. And I left and I walked down. I live up Beachwood Canyon. It's pretty far up the mountain. Walked down the mountain, got to Franklin, jumped on my board at Franklin and Gower, bombed down Gower, hit Hollywood Boulevard. And next thing I know, I'm rolling on the stars, you know, and I'm rolling down Hollywood Boulevard. And I feel the, the wind in my hair and, you know, and I'm cruising down the street. And I'm like, oh man. And I felt this, like you said, I felt this energy come up through me, through my whole spine, into my head. And it was like tingling at the top of my head. And I was like, Woo, like I felt wow. this crazy energy and I was like, and I put, cause that's my freedom. The, the most free freedom I ever have in any amount of life is when I'm on a skateboard. I get on that skateboard and the whole world ceases to exist around me. It's like, it's like everything becomes silent and you're just like going, you know? And it's like this, this, it's like a form of martial arts in a way because you're so focused on, cause you could get hurt if you're not focused, you know? And, and, but beyond that, it's like, it's just such a, a crazy experience that only, a, I guess a, skater would know but anybody who's had that through yoga i'm sure you could reach that experience where i think you're, you're talking about maybe because we we speak about it as like a kundalini energy at the base of the spine and yeah. it shoots up through the chakras yeah. along the through spine the crown chakra. through the crown and just that's what yeah. it sounds like yeah. i can't say it was a kundalini awakening but that's what it sounds like i i, I agree i think 100 percent it was and that's what i felt and, and i'm skating down the street and i was like i was super bummed like i mean like getting like depressed mode like heavily. how long ago was that this is like probably four years ago or so. Did you post about that? I think so. You know, I, I have to, I'm so bad at time frames, but you know what it was? They, they were doing the event at, um, uh, no, it wasn't even four years, probably only like like less than three years yeah, ago. Yeah, I think now. you posted about that. Th though. That's I think when you they, said um, something. Uh, they built the full pipe at Maxfield. Yeah, you know uh, Scott, what? I, Scott I saw Oster. Yeah, I was there. So, I saw you there. So it was the, the, the night that they had the party was on a Thursday. And I went, there. I didn't skate that night because I was like, you know, I just checked out the still, party yeah. and I was like, just, oh, this is so cool. I wish I was skating with all these guys. You know, I was thinking at the party, like, how come I'm, you know, I'm a show, I, I'm a ham sometimes, you know, like I love getting out with, when there's a chance to skateboard with all the friends, you know, I was like, it's like, I want to be out there with the homies skating too, you know, and I was, I was pretty bummed because I wasn't skating with those guys that night, you know, and I seen it. And then uh, Saturday they had told me like, hey, everybody, Scott Oster, everybody's going to come out and skate Saturday. So that was that day I said, you know, I'm just going to, so I skated from my house up Beachwood Canyon all the way to Maxfield, which is a, it's a pretty far skate, you yeah, know, and, but on the way I'm, I'm skating and cars are driving by and they're like, Mosca, what up? You know, and I'm like, <laughs> what's up? Like, you know, and I was like, I was like just so hyped. And then I roll up to, to Maxfield and, uh, and it was early, still a little bit early in the morning. And I was like, damn, nobody's here, you know? And, and I kind of was just looking, they had this, they built this big full pipe, like huge, like. 20 30 foot tall or something yeah. like this like a circle basically a a, a full circle ramp. So it was like a circular uh pipe like a you and you skate on that yeah you go yeah you yeah skate and it. it was like a sculpture like that they had for an event like you know and, well, it was uh, adaptation this guy yeah, Ali yeah. did a party for adaptation and scott oh. and a bunch of, and a bunch of guys came out and skated i yeah, saw you there so yeah but cool. i saw all this on social because okay. you posted yeah like i gotta i did it like he, he, he walked through the experience you know, limitedly, obviously, but I remember that, and I, yeah, I, and I and, caught that. Yeah, and and then I and I'm, I'm I pull up and I don't see anybody there, and I'm like, I'm like okay, I'm just gonna take off, and so I, I, right as I'm starting to skate away, Jesse Martinez is there, and he's like, Yo, Muska, and and Jesse's like an OG skater, like that was like the generation before me that I I looked up to, you know, as a kid, and I'm like. Oh shit, it's Jesse, you know, like, and he's a Venice loke, like, just crazy, like, the, the raddest dude, yeah, you know? He's, and, he's a shit. and I'm like, okay, cool. And he, he calls me over, and so I go, what's up? And he's like, oh shit. And then 
Eric Dressen shows up and Christian Hassoy and Block and you know then all the homies show up you know and I'm like and then we just start skating and I just like started skating that ramp and had like the best day and 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 that was the start to me like and by no means I'm not at the level that I once was with skateboarding but I'm able to do it again and I went from like not being able to put my shoes on and socks yeah. on in the morning. I still have bad days, don't get me wrong. Like just yesterday when I, when I, and it's funny, my artwork hurts my back more than my skateboarding <laughs> does now because I'm very like, I'm almost a construction worker more than a, an yeah, artist. It's I, heavy. Mm-hmm. I work with concrete and steel and wood and <laughs> all, all stone and all these difficult, I like to make things difficult <laughs> on myself, I guess. My latest thing I work with now, I'm learning this rammed earth technique and it's taking the earth and um, mixing it with sand and, and, and creating forms and pounding the earth into stone. So I'm sort of like mimicking nature and making sedimentary rock basically out of, so cool. out of earth. So, but it's a, it's a pretty hard process. Yeah. And so I, there's, you can do it with, elect, uh, with mechanical tools like a compressed air uh, 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 jackhammer type machine but i'm just like pounding it with a hammer and building these forms and i went in my backyard i I don't have a flat land where i live so i'm like on a mountainside so i'm like on a rope like down on my mountain digging this hole and like filling a bucket with dirt and straining it and like (laughs) so i went through all this process to get this dirt and to refine it and then to like finally build this form and pound it all in. And then I woke up yesterday and I was like, oh my God, I can't move. Like I couldn't barely, it was back again. But I don't, I go, okay, this has happened before. And I just breathe and do my stretches. And I'm like an old, an old car or something. You gotta like, <laughs> you gotta yeah. kickstart me a little bit. And right. once I get going, it's like, got my socks on, got my shoes on, give me the shovel, boy, let's go. Like, <laughs> so I get, I'll get going again, you know? So, so I'm just aware of it. We're all, you know, we, we all go through pain in our life, you mm-hmm. know? Some days we feel sick. Sometimes we wake up and it's just like, I don't feel good today, you know, mm-hmm. and I had a, it, my back hurt and it also triggers migraines for me. So yesterday I had a gnarly mm-hmm. migraine, um, had a bad day yesterday and that's part of life. And I've come yeah. to accept that and, and I go, okay, we're going to have bad days and some days we're going to feel sick and that's all part of the cycle, you know, and, and, and one day eventually we'll become ill and one day we'll die. And that's I, life. And, and, and I understand that and I accept that and I'm not scared of that because I do believe that there is something greater than this. I believe that there's a higher power than myself. I believe that there's another dimension that we enter into and that the spirit lives on forever and energy Mm -hmm. is forever. Mm -hmm. And uh, even if we go, even if it's not this exact soul that I am and this, this, this being that I am right now, I know that this energy goes right back into the cycle and spins around and comes back out into something, you know what I mean? Like no energy is left behind, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. so like, I I just, that's all been part of my change as well too. And, 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 and part of my acceptance with this reality. And it doesn't mean that I don't like to like, philosophy, to, to really, expand my mind and think outside of like, okay, well, what, what else is there? Like, I, I like to question things to some extent, but I don't allow it to become like a rabbit hole that I go down and like, yeah. you know, and, and mm-hmm. like, because as much as we're meant to like think and use these brains and, 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 and to question some of our existence, like at some point there's just, there, there's no answer because for me, the higher being, God, Allah, Buddha, 
whatever name you have for this this bigger existence, um, it cannot be spoken and put into human words because once you speak of of this higher power it's you're humanizing yeah, it yeah you're bringing it mm-hmm. down and, 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 and that yeah. that brings the 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 vibration down and then that opens it up to uh contradiction interpretation mm-hmm. criticism uh, criticism skepticism, you know? yeah so all so, the isms because you know that, that and and so th- th- i i try not to speak too much on religion or or god and and you know what however you want to put it I just know that, like, for me, for myself, there, there's something greater than, than all this. And I, I believe that, like, in energy and, and in karma and may, possibly in, in rebirth and reincarnation and, and, and all these things. And um, so that's why I feel it's, it's important to live your best life now mm-hmm. and do as much as you can. Have realistic expectations of yourself. Like, I, like, I know I can't. I can't go out and end every war right now, today. I can't go like, I'm going to go change the world and stop every war. I can't feed every hungry person. I can't save every animal on the planet. I can't do all that as an individual. But as an individual, I can be a better person. I know I can. I know I can do that. I can be a better person. I can be like like what you said. I can, I can if a person walks past me on the street, I can choose to not look them in the eye and just look down and walk past, or I can look at them and smile. And, mm-hmm. Hi, how's it going? You know, what's up? You know, yeah. have, have a good day. Keep walking, do my thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like people are scared to even do that nowadays. I like know. people look at me like I'm crazy. Like be, sometimes I like, right? people <laughs> ma- mad at me. Look, like I so, smile at them and be like, hey, what's up? Like, like why are you looking at so me? So let's <laughs> talk about that one for a second. Oh, okay, okay, bro. Like, so, it's all good, man. Why are you so, so happy? <laughs> for me and for my, you know, graffiti culture and like, you know, hard dude thing, right? Like I don't, I don't want to meet your friend. I don't say hi to people in the street. We're, you don't look at somebody too long. And I've kind of completely changed that as a as a tool for myself to become a lot more humble and a lot more grounded and open and show that I'm open. And like I look a little different to people. Sometimes I'm intimidating looking, the tattoos, the bald head, whatever. And and I, I am on purpose. I speak to as many people as I can when I'm in public and wherever I go. I talk to the cashier. I talk to the guy bagging my groceries. I, I get out of the Uber and I say, hey, man, great job. Thank you very much. Five stars. I give those little tidbits away because that's so small for us. But it is not common because we're, we're conditioned to be different. Mm-hmm. And me and Menso and Al Bashir, Bazir, whatever, ABH, <laughs> were painting at a, at a club in Hollywood. And a girl walked through the alleyway. And it wasn't a dark alley. We're on, we're on Coenga. It was all bright. And I'm, I spoke to everyone that walked by. And I said, hey, how are you today? And she got mad at me. She said, why would you talk to me? I, I, I'm, I'm a woman by myself. And I'm like, whoa, I was speaking to her to try to cut the load for her as she came through the way. And she really, and she, she really got mad at me. Well, I'm mentally ill and you shouldn't speak to me. And I'm, I'm homeless. And she just immediately oh, yeah. went off on me. And you know what I did? I, 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 I reacted negatively at first. I was like, yo, I'm trying to be nice. Don't make me go back to old Eddie. And then I thought, I'm like, you know what? Let her go. Because... She's just getting it off. You know, she's just letting out her steam. It has nothing yeah. to do with Eddie. Yeah. And I saw a video yesterday and it, it had a guy in a car. He was an Uber driver. The guy almost wrecked into him. And the guy in the back's like, he goes, hi. And he waved. And the guy goes, how can you be so nice to that person? He goes, people are like garbage trucks. They drive around all day. They fill up with garbage and negativity. And they got to let it out. 
when they let it out, you just don't take it personal because all they're doing is dumping all the shit from the day. Mm. So mm-hmm. you're right. People, you know, they don't expect mm-hmm. the niceness and they don't expect hello and how are you yeah. doing? And it's so interesting because our natural reaction for so many of us is to be unkind back. Like if someone says something mean to you, you immediately want to just say, well, no, you are and you're this. But actually the people who are spewing the most hate are the ones who need the most love and yeah. the ones who need the smiles and the compassion yeah. just to shift the their attention or their energy towards something a little bit higher something a little bit more positive that's right but it, it does take a lot of um self-reflection and patience to be able to do that mm-hmm. so yeah but you know what if you've done the work and you understand it and we talked about this earlier if you know the difference between right and wrong it doesn't it's not that hard it, it's it's not hard for me to look at a dude or a girl or anyone that's mad and gets all aggro for me to be nice it's not hard anymore because it's only right to just be kind and like understand what that's not my problem that's the first thing right but it's not it's just compassion Mm -hmm. you know like i don't know what that person's going through Mm -hmm. and if you're nice back or if you're nice in return to anger or aggression that person probably learns a solid lesson of like wow i was wrong but if you if you immediately come back with anger or aggression, then that person is validated in their, in their, in their actions. So you're actually teaching people by just ignoring it and kind of keeping yeah, it moving. Yeah, and two, two angries don't yeah. make a happy. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. That's right. But like, you're right, like love and compassion literally just neutralizes situations. Yeah. It's like water, Everything. like it just neutralizes yeah. things. And, and even if that person's not open to it at that point, then you just gotta, you know, just, you just be nice and keep your, keep your energy moving, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, Maintain who you are yeah. throughout yeah. it all. Yeah, yeah but, Which, but it's definitely like easier said, said than, than done. Said than done, we know, especially with loved ones those yeah. are the ones who for me are the most challenging it's like anyone could say anything but if my sister comes to me and she like steals my clothes i'm like lauren or jordan so yeah. it's it's yeah. a problem there are teachers you know we incarnated with all of these people for a reason yeah Everyone. i don't have too many loved ones to interact with anymore so i don't i don't i don't really go through that one but like i have a lot of brothers that are in my crew and, mm-hmm. and so yeah it's like best friends also yeah, it's kind of the same like you know, like we have a mutual friend that we care a lot about that I don't necessarily see eye to eye with a lot. And we've had a lot of conversations about that. So one little thing that that person might do might really affect me a lot because mm-hmm. I feel the weight of their problems. Yeah, you know? I can understand that. Let's talk about art for a minute, though. Uh, thank you for, for being in the show. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, it's on. I it's called on. Chad. And November I was 15th like, and 16th. <laughs> yeah, I called Chad. I was like, you want to be in? He's like, yeah, man, of course, whatever you want. You know, and, and I kind of told him what we were doing. But. The show is to benefit uh, Akon Lighting America, which is going to, you know, hopefully Akon's going to come and do a lot of really great work bringing solar energy to uh, to un- under underserviced areas of the United States, similar to what he's done in Africa. Another thing we're doing is ASSIST, which you can probably relate to this. ASSIST is, uh, it's, a, it's a medical professionals and people who are trying to teach medical professionals that there are options for people who are, ch- are mentally challenged. So if they have bipolar or they're homeless or depression, they don't need medicine, they don't need institutions, they need therapy, they need meditation, they need a friend, they need a hug, you know what I mean? So that's one of the other uh, uh, charities or organizations we're benefiting. And also Disclosure Fest, Adrian has created a really wonderful platform where he does these free meditations and these free festivals for people to come out. It's all vegan, no alcohol, and it's great time, great music. So those are the, the three the three the three high points of what we're what we're all getting together for um and i'm and i love your work 
you know, oh, thank and, and, you. And, thank the, you. and what I really love the most about your work is I love you as a human because you're, you're a great dude and that comes out in your work. Like you can, you're, you're, you can feel your work as an outsider. Like when mm -hmm. I look at it, it's not just paint on the canvas without emotion to just, you know, make art. It's like, I can see that you're putting your heart and soul into your work. Uh, thank so you. we thank we thank and appreciate you for being a part. And, and I, I appreciate the the positive message that the that this show is putting out. And you know, it's like we go way back, and you just that was all I needed to hear. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, of course That's I got you. Up. Of course Aww. I got you. Yeah. 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 It's nothing yeah. but love right here. I mean, honestly, I mean, I've been a fan of yours. You know, I'm not much for skateboarding. It's not really my thing. You know, but I've been a fan of yours because I've been lucky enough to watch you evolve. And you know to to not to toot your horn or like play you up but you've always seemed even at your darkest moment like you had it you had it covered you know and that's admirable because at my darkest moment you can tell that i don't have it covered like i'm very outward with that shit like when i'm a mess i'm a mess you know so i respect that i respect that you must have not just ran into me those times <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well. Well, luckily i did it no, you know no. maybe i wasn't supposed to you know yeah yeah, but yeah. kudos to 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 really staying strong and being a, yeah. a and and, and a I think human. that um you know art for me has been very therapeutic in in many ways like uh, and I think that it's it's so a lot of my friends are crazy I would say that they have like a, a level of insanity to them uh, but I think that most of them have found ways to challenge uh, ch uh, channel that insanity into something positive mm -hmm. you know but maybe. We're all sort of teetering on the edge a, a, a lot of times in life, you know? But I think that some of the most beautiful art is created out of a level of insanity and a level of opening your mind and seeing the world in a different way. If an artist just looked at the world the same as everybody else, I don't know if they would be able to potentially create something that challenged thought of other individuals or made them question themselves or society or all these things so i think that like as artists self heal themselves through the work that they create then that work can also now channel into other people and help heal them maybe just by looking at it you know yeah. it's like if, if that energy is real and energy exists in everything in every action in every object then the work as it's being created if there's truth in that energy and that truth is put into that piece then the viewer should by all means feel that energy and have it affect them in some sort of way i think that like art has to make you feel an emotion or evoke thought in some way otherwise it's not art you know it's, yeah, that's right it's just a, a fabricated piece of something yeah you know what's yeah, crazy so. is i just thought about it like i just talked about how grounded it seems that you always are and now you're working with your grounding dirt into rock it's like that's yeah. that's that's it, it speaks to who you oh, are oh man yeah yeah i'm interested in that so you mentioned something about the sedimentary rock so what was the inspiration behind working with this kind of medium so my whole life is like one thing leads to another thing leads to another thing leads to another thing you know and um art originally began with me from 
skateboarding and graffiti, mm -hmm. you know, and who would have thought that it's a, it's been a long transitional period from being a teenager spray painting and getting arrested <laughs> and to being a, an adult spray painting and getting arrested, <laughs> <laughs> not all of which I'm proud of, but uh, it was just something I, I did forever, you know, and, and I still I'll always love it. It was, it was part of my youth. It was part of my rebelling against society of being an anti-establishment person, <laughs> like mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. these things that I, I wanted to be as a youth. Who I found, who I found other ways to express those ideas and thoughts, and and open up my mind in different ways than spray painting on a building. But I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. I just I don't personally do it anymore. Um, and so through that experiment of being injured, uh, turning back into my my graffiti roots to have like an outlet. Um, eventually, I was like, oh well. I would like to display this stuff as well too. take it off the wall, take it and put it into a gallery. And when I was doing that, I found that for myself at least. Um, and I was never the best graffiti artist. I was a tagger pretty much. I could throw some pieces up, but I wasn't that great. I could do it. But, you know, uh, as I was finding ways to display um, what I was doing cre creatively, um, I had to find something different than just doing a piece or um, writing my tag and putting that in a gallery, it felt like that didn't make sense to me, at least for myself. I felt like whatever was spray painted on the street was meant for the street. And if you could find a way to apply that to fine art, then that, that was a cool concept. And I think we've seen a lot of graffiti artists, although it's challenging, you know, like how do you take what you do as a graffiti artist and, and apply it to fine art? It's, it's, it's a tricky thing, you know, and I, I, I like what Revoke has done a lot. Yeah, he um, flipped it. You know, and really taking, there's, the elements are there, um, but he's really taken it in a different level, you know, and, and, and applied it in a, in a full, fully new way. Um, and, and I like seeing that. I, li I like seeing, um, and, and then even some of the elements like Futura or somebody like, you know, where it's like, there's still a lot of the elements of graffiti there, but they're really changing it and, and taking it to a different level than just your classic throw up letters or a burner or a tag um, or just using spray paint as a medium and only splattering it or creating some patterns with it. So like, so all, all those things were happening and, and I was experimenting with the mediums that I was familiar with, which were spray paint. Um, and then I thought of this idea of like replicating the wall. And so that's when I started mm -hmm. to, to mess with cement more and I started to work with concrete. And also through skateboarding, I had this, a unique relationship to the medium of concrete because I spent an entire my entire life slamming my body yeah, against no it, doubt. you know. And and then I started to make actual like uh, uh, objects in the streets, like skate, uh, uh, gorilla skate yeah. spots. You know yeah. what I mean? Gorilla, gorilla one. Yeah, that's right, gorilla one. <laughs> um, and so like then I started to create cement forms and shapes, and I was really getting into larger scale sculpture with concrete. Um, and then with the concrete, I was adding aggregate stone and rock into it. Um, and then I closed my studio down and went into my garage and I live up Beachwood Canyon. And, and so my space shrunk and then I started to like hike the trails more and I was hiking all around my house and I started to look at stone and look at the trees. And, and that's when I really started to like connect more with nature. And I'd been such a city kid my whole life. I was like, you know, New York City, Tokyo, Paris, London, Los Angeles, you know, like I always wanted to be like somewhere in this urban environment. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, like even though I'm in Beachwood, I'm still close to Hollywood, just being on this dirt trail and looking at 
the trees blowing or the bushes and the different flowers that were growing at that time or, um, and the stones and the, the colors and the formation. So I just started to like really fixate on these objects and, and I started to like pick up these rocks and carry them back to my garage <laughs> and pick up these branches. And all of a sudden I had like these, all these stones and all these branches and all these things like organic material in my garage, not mm. knowing what I was going to do with them. But I started to see like, beauty in those objects and I would start to stack like the wood and then I started kind of making these totems from like wood and stone and then I was figuring out how to shape the stone and getting these diamond blades and um, uh, diamond core drill bits and and then stacking so drilling holes through them and then welding steel that I could like mount the the uh, the the branch with the stone and sort of like stacking these totems kind of um, and so that really started my, my, I know it's a long story, sorry, but I just oh, kind of was showing the, the, the transition that came from graffiti and, and street culture all the way into getting to the earth, I guess. And, and so all of a sudden I was working with these organic materials and, and that, that was really inspiring to me. And to see these, uh, the raw elements, the beauty in something that like to turn a, a branch or a rock that just sat there for millions of years possibly and nobody would even pay any mind to it wow. to like pick that random object up and turn it into something a, a thing of beauty and think something that people could go into a gallery and admire was something cool about that to yeah. me um and then as i was doing the concrete form and shapes i I'd somehow along the way stumbled upon upon the the rammed earth uh procedure um and it's been around for you know thousands and thousands of years the great wall of china is built with this technique and it's still standing 2000 years later um a lot of homes in middle eastern um in the middle east are made out of these and they're you know 500 year homes that the person's great 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 grandparents built this place and they still live in it and i'm like well that's like so amazing because you would think like, oh, it's just dirt like rammed together. Like that's probably going to be weak and that's going to fall apart, you know. And so I don't know. And there's just like so much beauty in, in the 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 raw elements that I can find, and especially that I can go in my backyard and dig this hole. I guess it is and, a lot cheaper, huh? Turn, yeah. It's still there's still cost in in in, in material because I, I add a little bit of cement in with the mix. Uh, you can add straw or you can add lime. Um, uh, with, if you don't want to have any type of synthetic material. Um, but uh, um, for some of these processes, um, and I'm fairly uh, new at it. I'm just, yeah. I'm just now starting to experiment with it. So um, I'm always on the search for process of, of different things and how can I apply that to uh, something similar to what I'm doing. And uh, yeah, I don't know, but I, I can ramble on and on and on about this wow. stuff. No, but it's interesting. I'll stop. <laughs> no, but it's yeah. really interesting. I mean, and what, when you're saying it, what I hear is like, you think about the concept that we're all one, you know, we're all one with that, the energy, the earth, the water mm -hmm. and that, you know, you talk about picking up a rock that you walk past and how many people have walked that trail and walked past that rock. And now that rock is in someone's home in Australia or wherever a collector would purchase it from and ship it to. That's a whole nother thing, but it's dynamic. It's definitely dynamic yeah. um, to think about how intricate that process is for you. And for me, like I'm always trying to like search for something that's my own identity in some way with, with whether it was skateboarding or trying to find an, an obstacle that like other people may have not looked at to ride down. Like, oh, there's this like rooftop that you have to fly off of to hit this hub ledge or handrail or, or you know, it's just trying to look at the, my urban environment in a different approach in a different way. I've tried to apply that to like, 
my design, like in, in footwear design, where I can go, okay, like, don't look at every skate shoe and go, what's the best selling skate shoe? I'm just going to put my name on yeah, my version, knock it off, version new of that. Colors. I want to try to find and create something new that doesn't exist, or, or mm-hmm. not that it doesn't exist, but at least like something different that I, I feel that I can help explore and, and, and do in a different way and in a unique way. And so that's kind of how I, I look at my artwork as well. As I've seen a lot of my peers and, and, uh, best friends working in you know spray paint and acrylic and oil and a lot of the traditional mediums i think it 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 pushed me away from those things and 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 made me want to search for something else that i I didn't see my friends necessarily working in and try to find something that i can maybe add to the table they said what they're doing that i could be doing this but together we're all friends and and a crew that we can like all have something unique to offer but we're still connected through our friendship for years and years and years and you know just beyond art and anything else have you ever been to montana i've been through it but i need to like go there and check it out so i just hooked up with this place called paul's up in montana thirty-seven thousand square foot acre glamping facility we should plan a trip dude and see if we can go out there and make some wonderful art because i'm sure that 37 acres has a huge river going through it we should plan a retreat dude and go out there and just do it that could be cool. That could be cool. I mean, they're really very cool. into art and they're looking for things. You could get me out of the cool. garage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I made it. I'm already here. I, I, I know. I, I made it. Th- Step one. <laughs> I made Malibu. it through the craziest experience coming here. I kind of shared it with you guys. Malibu. GPS took me down the, the, the back dirt road of death on the way here. <laughs> In Malibu. <laughs> Aliens tried to abduct you. He got away and he's here. I was on the, I was on the close encounter of the Malibu kind That's over right. here. I don't know what was happening. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Eddie was trying to set me up, get the cartel, take me over over something or something. Hijack, hijack. I was scared. I was scared coming over here. My idea was I wanted one of those totems. So I'm like, if I get him scared enough and he's like, come find me, I'll just be like, all right, in exchange for a totem. totem. And and I also knew that you were on like, you know, more of a spiritual retreat yourself. And, 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 you know, you've been in this podcast had touched upon that and and I, I knew that bit about it a little bit so i was like well wait a minute these guys like living in yurts out in the middle of the malibu canyon <laughs> yeah, like, what's really going they down got, they got some uh <laughs> so they they rammed earth home out there already so eddie's dug himself a pit gonna, eddie's little hole's gonna open up in the side of the mountain <laughs> <laughs> come in chad come in right because there was nothing We're gonna be meditating. i was a good half an hour i was a good half an hour driving down this dirt road and, and i saw like <laughs> not no <laughs> No vehicle access granted. And I'm in my Prius driving down this dang dirt road, seeing some tarantulas going across. I didn't know what. I was hearing noises in the bushes. I was scared. I wasn't going to lie. This is just Halloween. It was a couple days ago. I watched a couple scary movies. I thought I was going down, man. I was scared. But I made it. I made it to the yoga retreat over here. We're we're here. (laughs) I'm safe. The yoga retreat, right? You did make it. You did make it. You did make it. It means you're supposed to be here. Yeah. Well. Tina, do we need anything else? I think it makes you. <laughs> <laughs> Tina. Well, I think it's great. You guys talked about a lot of stuff. You can um, continue the conversation about, like, like, wrap up the conversation about how we can get the show. You should invite, like, make sure that he's going to be there. Right? You're going to be there? Yes. To, to, the, to the art show? <laughs> Do I have to go through that same route that I got here? Yes. No, no it's, in down, it's, in, it's in downtown LA on oh, Jesse in Santa Fe. It's I right can get near, myself to downtown LA. It's near yeah, Retina yeah. Studio. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I'm definitely going to be there. I'm definitely come through and support. I think it's such a great cause for what you guys are doing um, to bring all those great artists together and, uh, you know, not only able to be exposed to some great art, but for another great cause well, let me and, tell you and couple, several great causes. Let me tell you a couple other things that are happening that weekend, which I haven't told you. 
on Friday night, we're doing a yoga class to start or a meditation to start and set the intention. Um, um, then we're doing the art show. We got Kilu from Agape who will be DJing. Remember Freestyle Fellowship? But of course. So Kilu from Freestyle Fellowship is DJing. Paul Oakenfold like is DJing. Jupiter. Yeah, Paul Oakenfold is DJing no, Friday night. The camera just cut off from that thought, so can you that? Yeah. So let me tell you about a couple other things that are happening uh, at the show. So Friday night, we have a meditation to start off the weekend for Set the Intention. And then we have the art show, DJ Kilu from Freestyle Fellowship. He's Sick. also Agape will be there. We got Paul Oakenfold and a couple other people performing on Friday. Wow. Then Saturday, we have Painting with Kids with Amanda Sage. She's going to do this dream vision thing that she does, vision train that she does with kids. Um, we also have a couple yoga classes on Saturday. Then we have... Couple other performers performing. We're in the night with DJ Snoopadelic, uh, so it should be a wonderful weekend. We're looking so, forward to. Who's Snoopadelic? Snoop Snoop Dogg. Snoop yes. Dogg's DJ. But he's yeah. Snoopadelic when, he, when, he, when, he, when he's on yeah. the ones and twos. Yeah. Not Snoop Lion. No, not Snoop Lion. This is reggae guy. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know about that one too. <laughs> and then during the day, we also have a we have a, a midday 33 year anniversary celebration for Agape Spiritual Center. So Reverend Michael Beckwith's going to come out with the band and the choir. Okay. Um, and that's going to probably be my highlight of the weekend besides all my, my friends. And this is all at the same location? At the or? same location. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah there's, Two days. There, it's a donation-based ticket sale, so you can donate $22 or $22,000. Okay. <laughs> um, we appreciate your donation as well. You know, we have a lot of our friends in the show. I mean, Retina has a board in the show. David Arquette's in the show. David nice. Navarro's in the show. Uh, who else is in the show? Let's talk about it. Well, I can't read any of that. It's too far away. But Esteban Oriol's in the show. Um, yeah, I saw a lot of the names, and I was yeah. like, "Whoa!" So you know, such an honor to to be a part of that group and to show. And yeah, man, know. well, you always support whatever we do. Like you know, the seventh letter has a, has a lot of admiration for you because you always show up when we need you. So uh, we appreciate yeah, it's, you. It's nothing but love, man. That's right. That's yeah. right. And I don't know if they if you guys uh, if you did you come through to the skate jam that I did back in the day probably in Casey and all the homies, and I had like I had this grand vision. It was like probably around year two thousand. And uh, um, to bring together skateboarding, graffiti, hip hop, drum and bass, break dancing, and we had like all the seventh letter guys. Where was, was it? It was in the uh, 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 what was it? Uh, the orange show. The, the great. Yes. Yeah. What was it called again? The orange show. The yeah, the orange show. Orange show fairgrounds. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we had like Red Man and Method Man perform. Uh, uh, Alcoholics. Razul was beatboxing. Uh, um, we had a, a b-boy breakdance battle, a big old crazy skate ramp that I designed. <laughs> it's like this massive like launch ramp thing, and it was like, like you know, DJ battles and like, I mean, just really bringing. I don't think I this, went to that one. Bringing all these elements together, but Casey always talks to me about it. We had the Bashers crew out there. That's great. <laughs> yeah, OG yeah. PR, or, right? Or, yeah, Steve and yeah, yeah, all the homies. Yeah, and like we had we had a. It was a crazy event. It was like. We didn't know what the hell we were doing, so it was like a little crazy behind the scenes, but some, but we did it, and it was always something to remember. But but that's like I think my first introduction to like Casey and the Seventh Letter guys was was around that time, and um, and yeah, I got nothing but love for 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 all the homies that have been around all these years, and um, such a f fantastic magical ride it's been so far, and uh, I can't wait to see where it goes. That's right. That's right. Well, Only we the wanna, beginning. We want to yes. thank you for coming out to the, to the Space Between podcast. Um, and we look forward to seeing you at the show. 
Sarah, thank you for for walking us through this. Yes, um, yeah, it's been it's been a pleasure you. meeting you. you your too. your your energy is divine. I oh, swear. that's right. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I Yours really, as well. I really feel it. Like yeah. you're you're thank a great you. person, and I can tell oh. that you're doing good for this world. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, and I appreciate it. And you as well oh, for being an inspiration for so many people. Oh, thank you, thank you. It's, it's a pleasure. Amazing. Yeah, me, me and this guy. I don't. We don't go. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> we, we I got love. And Eddie, your wisdom. We got love. We got love for Eddie. Nothing but love for this guy right here. He's a good. He's a good man right here. And to hear your story of self improvement is inspirational, man. It's like I got 84 days sober today. That's what's up, man. And to a lifetime ahead of you. I mean, I, I'm not going back out, bro. I mean, I'm telling you, like you said, that, sw- that switch flipped. And I know a lot of old timers are like, take the cotton out of your mouth, ears and put it in your mouth. But that's not my deal. Mm-hmm. Like, I know wholeheartedly that I'm a sober individual now. And it's because of this show, to be honest with you. Wow. Because I started doing this with Joey. And, you know, I was showing up and I was one, in, one, in, one foot in, one foot out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't, I can't help people if I'm one foot in and one foot out. I'm wobbly. Yeah. I need to I need to be my best, live my best life now. And not that I had a huge problem or it was really affecting my day to day, but it just it I'm just, it just wasn't right. Yeah. It's time for a new thing, a new life and a new and a new and a new time and that's part of it. Yes. And everything since I've done it has been amazing. I'm a much friendlier person. God has opened up so many different doors for me that I wasn't necessarily looking at the way I'm looking at them now. So by the grace of God, I sit here sober and yes. You know, all, all good. That's amazing. I'm right here with you. Yeah. But yeah. but me and you, but me and you have been having this conversation yeah. for a while. Yeah. You know, we've yeah. we've talked many times about sobriety. Yeah. I've been in and out, but just getting right. You know, yeah. we've I, I when I came and visited you downtown at that space, and we talked about uh, our you know our friend. It's like there's so many examples of people around us that are not doing the right thing and we're seeing exactly where it's taking them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not a rocket scientist for figuring it out. You know, it's just, you gotta do what's right. And I'm trying to lead by example. And I know that I have impact on a lot of people yeah. around me mm-hmm. because of who I am and what I've done. And I want to, I want to make them proud. So it's not just for my own selfish reasons so that I can get rich or get the right people around me. It's also to lead by example. If I have yeah. five years left or 50, I'm gonna make sure that that though that time is right. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The hardest part is seeing good friends that you love and care about not see the light, you know, and not mm-hmm. see that like, you know, how long do you want to abuse yourself and hurt the people around around you? Because it's not only when you when you're when you're like messing up and you're on drugs or you're drinking out of control. You know, you're not only hurting yourself, majority of the time you're hurting your friends and your family mm-hmm. along the ride with you, you mm-hmm. know? And so like, that's, that's how I always look at it. It's like, how, like, how long would you want to continue that cycle and just continue choose to create this negativity in your life and mm-hmm. in your surrounding life? It's just like, I, I don't get it, but yeah. it's, 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 it's happens. And it's well, if you think about it for people like you and other people and, and even myself to a certain extent, there's a lot of people that look up to us and they want to be like, like people like us and do what we do. And if we're glorifying that shit, it's not just our friends that we affect. Yeah. It's people at a distance that are watching us on Instagram. Yeah. So if Instagram and social media gives you global impact and you're a knucklehead and you're doing all these wrong things, you're affecting people globally. Your energy is going across the world. Mm-hmm. And much quicker right? yeah so why not just tuck it in and do what's right like you said we're not going to stop wars but i guarantee you the things that i i'm doing now and the way that i'm living now is changing a lot of people's perspective on things mm-hmm. i've had some really rough neck dudes hit me up like yo man 
where are you going to yoga at? And I'm like, that dude's not, <laughs> that, that dude's, no, but I, mean, I mean, I'm talking about like some surly people. You would like, never get. What's up with yoga? And I'm like, I can't take this dude to yoga. Like my teacher would be like, who's the dude with all the tattoos on his face, you know? <laughs> but it, 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 it's just living right, you know? And it's, it's, an, it's right. an energetic thing. Yeah. And, I'm, and yeah. I'm grateful that you came, bro. Uh, yeah. I appreciate it. And Me you know, and, and I know that like, I don't have all the answers to everything. I'm not gonna sit up here and act like I do. Like, oh, I'm enlightened being, I'm better than everybody. It's nothing like that, you know? It's just, I think it's just, but it's good to have these positive talks and to open the mind for, for everybody and yeah. for ourselves as a reminder yeah. too. And I think it's just, it's all positive, you know? Yeah. And, and I appreciate the fact that I was able to be here today. Yes. Thank well, you. Well, hopefully we Thank can have you back, you, you know? And maybe if, 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 you know, we're, we're doing a lot of things, we have a lot of plans to expand the program. So cool. we would love to have you, have you back and participate in some I know else. which way not to drive. Right, <laughs> right. take PCH, please. PCH. <laughs> take the ocean. <laughs> Turn right, don't go left at right. the end of the road. <laughs> Yo, what's the deal? This is Muska. Shout out to the Space Between podcast. Hey. Check it out. Hey, hey. Yo, what's the deal? This is Muska. Check out the Space Between podcast. Muska. Whoa. You forgot to give us your freestyle, though. Next time. One, two, one, two. <laughs> <laughs> what rhymes with Muska? Tuska. Busta. 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 Muska the Busta. Musta. Muska. That's what Karis once said. Muska. Musta lived around hustlers. <laughs> no wonder a beat hunter. Uh oh, there it goes. But that's Karis One's line. That's oh, okay. over my beat. No. Okay. <laughs> I, I can produce it. One time I was with uh so I, I produced a track with uh Raekwon from Wu Tang. Oh, and what? uh and 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 uh I, you know I got the beat, I, I chopped up the hook, produced it all, and then he's all he, so he did his verse and he's all hyped up, and then he's like you're gonna get on there too. I was like, nah, nah, nah. Like I'm cool. Like I'm not. I'm not gonna get talent. on there, you know. And he's like, no, no. You're gonna get on. You're gonna get on. And he basically like forced me into the booth. I did like the probably the wackest freestyle I've ever did in my life. And he never asked me to rap again after that. Oh, confirmation. <laughs> he was like, okay. And I was like, that was it. <laughs> I was like, thank. You. Sorry. Sorry. Apologies. Apologies. That shit was funny. Yeah.